audio track that we were recording is bright red so you know that uh whatever we're saying is going to be really really inflammatory and <laughs> very interesting inflammatory <laughs> yes indeed <laughs> Ooh. so the name that we decided is things not to say on a first date yes even though that might not be what this podcast is about at all to come yeah but it's a good title yeah mm-hmm. and what it really means <coughs> Is that we both have severe relationship issues. <laughs> true. <laughs> so totally the way that true. we're dealing with it is just so you know. <laughs> we're, to- <laughs> we're totally... Yeah, Lindsay's relationship issues are such that she can't even talk about we're them. Totally- <laughs> She's getting beclumped. We're totally together in every other parts of our lives besides this. Yes. Just true. so you know, I'm not all over the place. <laughs> From from my life, just this component of my life. Right, yeah. Which can also lead to the disillusion that I don't have it together. It's not true. So where do we want to begin with this? Do you want to start with your, your working on your shit, for example? As some people put it, working on my shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Particularly when they're picking up people. They say that. Oh, yeah, that's, that's that's a great pickup line. Anyway, I feel like this is, this is turned into a weird inside joke that none of you are on and you probably don't want to be on. So um, I guess one of the things that um, uh, my, my shit that I have to work on, I think, well, Lindsay, Lindsay and I are kind of interesting in a sense that we are very similar in a lot of ways in terms of like our family histories um, and I think how we how we kind of emotionally have evolved from those, but we deal with them in completely different ways. I would oh my say. gosh. Do you know what I just realized? Pause. Sidebar. Yes. Okay. This is to everybody else too, but mostly to you. Mm-hmm. You and I don't want to go to counseling. Oh, that's What if true. we are using this as a vessel for therapy? Could be. It could be. It could happen, you all. <laughs> could, that could be your role, and you didn't know it. Don't make that face. Totally and so frequently it's really so what people what happens when I date people which is fun is that dating does turn me into a neurotic mess but you might not ever know it if you're dating me because I will I'm, I get become very self-protective, and it's very hard for people that I'm dating to actually have, even have any idea what is going on with me. So, whereas I'm, <coughs> excuse me, all over the place, and have no walls. In fact, I told my neighbor the other day that I was an open book, and he said, no, you are beyond an open book. <laughs> so now... <laughs> 
What does that mean? We it, it means that I'm all over the place in this regard. And you know what? I radically accept and love myself. I'm going to tap that out okay. right now. <laughs> okay. Do you know what that is? I'm the EFT? What does that mean? She's just tapping herself on her forehead. It, um, EFT, it's uh, emotion freedom technique. No? Okay. No. I, this is another section. But it... It's it's a way to like, it really works. It's a way to like process like if you have severe anxiety and like issues with yourself, like it's a it's an exercise that you can do that will ground you and it it involves like tapping meridians on your like the forehead, the nose, the shoulders, the elbows, the, and then the thumbs, and then this, and then you're like eventually like, no, I don't know, you're not, you can't see me. Okay, eventually you're like. I, but you always say, even though, even though I'm all over the place, tap, 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 I'm beautiful, and I completely love and accept myself, even this. And, like, even though, because of the fact, I this, some flaw, like, I completely love and accept myself, and it's totally out there, and, like, you feel like a total cheese bar, but I swear to God, I end up in tears, and... I swear I feel different afterward. I should do it more often. And maybe that would help you. Just start <laughs> <Her> face. <laughs> Whoa. Just start tapping my forehead and. You're not buying it. I'm not buying okay. it. I, I've actually, but I've never done acupuncture or anything like that. So I'm not super, I haven't really had a lot of experience with my meridians or anything like that. Yeah. Some people aren't into the chakras. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm into chakras. Just. I don't know about well, me. I know. I know it sounds so out there. I know that it does. But what I found is because of the tapping, now I probably look completely neurotic. <laughs> but I noticed that like now when I when I really have anxiety, I like tap. I've noticed you do that. You've noticed that about me? Yes. Particularly like the like your your hands, like your face, like when you're when you're doing this. Like I'm where Why do I do that? Oh well, you know when you were saying that you tap like your thumbs and everything? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've noticed you doing this. Oh, you have? Like, yeah. I've been really nervous. At Blue Pony, I'm like, <laughs> in a corner, like, rocking yeah. myself, tapping my forehead. I love it! It's not my song! And then all the girls are like, yeah, a hot mess. <laughs> if only I did that. If only I was a little drunker when I did that. Footsteps that are leaving and she says all and I say what she says exactly. I say what you think I mean. I know, I tend to be... I tend to be attracted to people that are like physically, I can tell that they're physically towards 30 and up. Like I, I, I saw a shift in what I was attracted to. Anyway, so like I've, I've just noticed that like you're like yawning. <laughs> it's so interesting. No, I'm kidding. Shut up. I was just yawning. It was not a reflection of what you were saying. Whatever. So you tend to be attracted to older people. I don't know if that's entirely true, but I definitely more so than before. Okay. Mm. But there's a, the occasional... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by my Your cat. Your cat is being... <laughs> Whatever. You're looking oh, at your phone okay. every 10 minutes. This is something else that, like, is, I think... One, this is be your biggest thing. issue in dating. Yes, it's, it's your cat obsession. In terms of things not to say in a first date, or maybe this isn't things to say, but things not to do, which 
I have I have a hard time is like showing people photos of my cat. Yeah, like, don't do that. It's not a good idea. Don't do that on a first date. <laughs> don't talk about your I think we said this on the last one, but don't I, talk about your pet. Don't talk about your ex. Oh, your ex. Like it's well, just not ever called for ever on your first date ever. Okay, to mention your ex in any capacity, mm-hmm. even if your ex girlfriend drove you to the fucking date, I don't want to hear about her. <laughs> I don't want to know who she is. I don't care about your ex girlfriend at all. To me, your ex girlfriend is just like somebody I honestly never want to know. See, I'm really different about that. I I like to know people's entire dating history. I would like to know every as much as and this is well, I know exactly why I like this. Uh, why Megan, not on the first date. Well, maybe not on a first date, but pretty pretty I would say fairly soon in a relationship. After you have sex, you can ask someone about their sexual partners after that, I think. I don't know. I, I probably would tend to talk to people about their relationship history very early on. Probably earlier on than like most people. Would. Like the second date? I don't I don't know. Oh I my god, Megan. But here's here's the thing. This is the thing. So I think everybody how you are when you're dating somebody is a culmination of your relationships that you've had, what Whoa. they've done to you. No, it is. It's true. It's it's you that's, as a dating that's person. That's too deep for me right now. All right. Well, I'm I, I'm just gonna say to everybody else, and you can you can Megan, you I can chill out. Okay. Look, someone who you are when you're dating, like um, who when you're dating me, is a culmination of of your entire dating history plus. Plus your family history, plus like all the relationship models you saw and either like were like, oh my god, that's fucked up, oh my god, that seems cool, yeah. oh my god. You know, it's like everything. So it's like when I, because I really, I'm someone who I want to know all the information, which is why I think we might have talked about this when we were talking about polyamory, that I like to know, I'm not one of those people that likes to meet a poly, if I'm in a polyamorous relationship, I want to know as much as someone feels comfortable sharing with me about their other relationship. Um, anyway, um, oh my god, please tell me I'm not turning into my mother right but, now. <laughs> but I think the thing about going on two dates in a day, as a dating, and I think dating in general, and maybe, you know, this is something that I feel like, I feel, you know, you know that, uh, Lindsay once made a really funny, um, video about the elusive, um, female orgasm. Do you remember oh. that video? Um, I kind of feel like what it would be really interesting to... In a similar, uh, in a similar kind of the seeking out in the nature style video, the person that does not turn into a neurotic mess when they date. I feel like, I feel like most people do, and maybe it's just yeah. me trying not to feel so. No, weird. no. But I feel like dating brings out the crazy, the crazy, or at least the the not. Okay, let's bring it. We'll do a scenario, and we'll say, is that okay? Okay. Or is that fucked up? Okay. okay. Scenario one. All right. Scenario one. Okay. So. Scenario one, you have slept with a person, maybe seen them maybe like once every week for three weeks, and you text message them. Like you've only seen them like three times that you feel a huge connection, and you're so sure they feel it too, and you text them, I just want to lay with you right now. Would that be creepy, or would that be cool? All right, here's, this is where... Well, and you were just hooking up. You were hooking up. I don't know. I no. You were just no, up. you were. I mean, you were just exploring what would, and you felt you felt for this person. You know, you wanted to cuddle with them in that moment. Like it wasn't a lie. Whoa. I think lay with you is. A, I would say, 
I would I would be a little bit like, hmm. I would if someone was like, I want to cuddle or I want to have sex, but lay with you is sounds sort of creepy. It sounds creepy. There's something about it that's creepy, and I think it's just the word choice. I don't think it's the okay. The, I don't think it's the the feeling behind it that's creepy. I think it's the word choice that's creepy. Why don't we talk about um, when we are dating the creepy that come like what do you what about yourself do I not like that happens when I date yes like what do you like in your personality that shifts that you're like like your like your sister said oh yeah she was like she doesn't like who she is. What happens in you where you're like, oh my god, that's not me. That's That's not even me. That's not even, like, how I am. What happened? So it's like the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, where you get, like, where it's like you're yourself, and then this other part of yourself comes out that is, like, unrecognizable, not okay. And I mean, I think for me, what ends up happening, well, I was talking to Lindsay about this. Basically, what ends up happening is dating makes me very scared. And so I get, I'm, I'm somewhat, I am... In general, somewhat self-protective in that I, I try to, I don't, I'm not just like spontaneously emotional most of the time. I, I try to, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what I'm talking about. But you know, all right, well, never mind. I'm just going to say that like usually, usually, like I said, I kind of keep, I kind of, I have the walls, I keep things kind of like under lockdown, but when I, when I date people, it, they make, it makes me, things, I get very sensitive and I get very, I feel, I think, permanently vulnerable all the time. So it's almost like I'm in a hyper state of, like, alert or, like, where I'm constantly, like, thinking. I'm, like, it's, like, constant vigilance, to quote Harry Potter in a nerdy way. Whoa, I know. Girl. I just went there. I just went there. I quoted Harry Potter. Um, but it's, like, kind of one of those things where where I feel, like. What are you doing, Zephyr? Her cat is being really weird. Where it's, like, I feel like I'm constantly kind of, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop because, you're waiting. I'm waiting for You're the other drop. So it's like everything that happens, I'm interpreting it as from, a as negative a, thing, or or some, I know what you're. It's a possibility. I know. And it makes me very. It makes me very like vulnerable no, and I freaked do. out. Yes. And so what ends up happening is you're I terrified, up, and I end up crying a lot, which is yeah. what's been going on when you're me. dating. You do cry a lot when you're dating. And it more so than any other time. Like usually, like me I too. don't. I don't cry that much. I'm not. I'm I not cry all the time, but. But go ahead. But like I, I, and it's one of those things where I'll just find myself like overcome with being like freaked out and like sad and upset and something, something very minor, something silly, something like very stupid. Like they, we, they, I texted them and then they texted me, but they didn't like the, the tonality that you can interpret. I mean, which text, text interpreting tonality in text is like something that just like. That's it's, the it's other doomed, thing about dating. That's the Texting other thing. Texting is terrible. Yeah. But like, but I'll, I'll like, I'll be like, oh my god, like this means, and I'll like, I'll automatically instead of being like, oh well, they meant this, or it didn't mean anything, I'll automatically go to the worst possible scenario because I'm also like kind of a, um, I'm a worst possible scenario person, and kind of like almost like a crisis, like I, I can go into crisis mode where I'm like. It, it's good when actual shit happens. I can be like very much like bam, 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 but bam. You're, you're but you're calm in crisis and you're freaked out when shit yes. is calm. Because yes. you're constantly waiting for the crisis. crisis to happen. Yeah. And that's what happens. That's so why like, I'll be constantly be like, oh, this means they don't like me. Oh no! And then and then and then like and I'll, I'll like and I'll try oh my, my God, best Megan. to like push against it. Megan, I do when, the same thing. It's because you're a writer. I'm a writer. Oh my God. <laughs> no, do, you want, do you want to define that? Yeah. You can define that. I'm a little <laughs> 
I think like not to say it. Well, I think some people might be turned on by saying you were a writer on the first date. I think it might it might get. I don't. I think, think so. Be, yeah. So. Um, well, you know what was said to me. What. I, I think it's the equivalent of this. Like, yeah. if you're like, yeah, I, I like to ride or something like that. <laughs> if you said something smooth like that, it would be the equivalent of like, you were out with someone, and they were like, something like. It was a good night because I was packing. Or they say something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the equivalent of, oh, like, okay. like, if they were to reveal something like that, I think that's kind of... Like a little... Yeah, just like a little snippet of what that might be like. I think yeah. that's kind mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. Well, but you wouldn't want to be like, I'm a rider, I like it rough. <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. That would be creepy. That would be the line. That would be weird. Don't say that on a first date. Don't tell people that you really like riding stress. Yo, yo. That's a good idea on a first date. date. Although, the first time I met, I'm not going to say her name. You should give them a code name. What's her code name? I don't know. Ducky? Ducky? Oh my god, you're going to call it, oh, from like Pretty and Pink. Yeah! Like she's like a emotionally stunted ducky. She is! I really wanted them to end up together on Mm -hmm. a a totally sidebar of a note. I know, pretty and pink, all the way. She should have, what, that fool that she ended up with instead. Who is Blaine? Blaine Blaine. is lame! (laughs) Blaine is so lame! (laughs) They, like, met each other on the little chat with the screen. I know, which is so hilarious. Because it's so, like, in the stash. Yeah, this picture all creepily. (laughs) Blaine was lame, man. Tool. But Ducky is lame in this scenario, so. This is like the code name, the not first, an actual Ducky. The first time that we went out, like, she asked me, yeah, she asked me to go out, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is about. And we went out, and I swear to God, S is everywhere, that she talked about sex. Granted, she was like 33-ish, so that's the peak. I'm probably going to be like that, too, on my dates, so, or my encounters, seriously. But mm-hmm. she did. She talked about sex. Strap-ons, her exes, like, like seriously, we talked about sex for two hours and a half. Was it mutual, you talked about your sex, yes. or she just unloaded no. her sex? No, nope. we were both like, oh, you did that? Oh, that sounds really hot. Like, the entire night was about sex. And I went home, like... It was such a weird experience because I'm bringing this up because it was like one of those times where you didn't know if it was a date um. or you didn't know if you were hanging out. Because if you're, not that it always works like this, but if I'm more feminine and the person's more androgynous, I always kind of feel like it's more like a date, seriously, than I do. It's just how I feel about it. Anyway, and I went home and I got a text message. This isn't really that interesting, but it said, like, it was good to hang out with you, which is what you want after a date. And so then the lines got all blurred and it was weird, but then I figured it out. But I'm just saying, yes. So, like, two hours of sexual talk. Most people would probably interpret that as that person's somewhat sexually attracted to you. If they seriously talked about sex for two Two hours, hours, you would think that. But, you know, people are, some people just talk about sex all the time. It's true. And it also really depends on, like, they were talking about sex and the sex you were talking about enjoying the sex that they were talking about enjoying if it like if it went along and you found that oh my god no whoa what are you into I'm not into that I'm into this you're not into that you know I think it was one of those things where I think it could easily if, if with the right person they can just like steamroll and be like oh wow hey look at all these compatibility we are, we're totally like driving on all those things it seems like you and him definitely- <laughs> 
<laughs> you need to censor that out. <laughs> ducky. I meant Ducky. Um, oh you and God. Ducky should, um, should definitely, should, um, what kind of... And this was my first college girlfriend. And um, so she was emotionally unavailable. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, she also was just kind of coming to terms with the fact that she was gay. Yeah. She still thought that she had, like, like boys. Like, she had a thing. She thought she had a thing for Jude Law while we were dating. It was totally not true. Let's be real. Yeah, not not Wait, actually what? Jude Law. She was like, oh yeah, I, I would I would uh, sleep with Jude Law. No, she wouldn't. I was just like a weird beard. <laughs> but um, in any case, in any case, she was still coming to terms with the fact that she was gay, and um and so but she was also because she was simultaneously somewhat emotionally distant and also quasi closeted, mm -hmm. it meant that she was really unavailable, like incredibly unavailable to the, like. And this is this is the this is one of those things where. I think, I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I, I do tend to sometimes let people who are not bad people treat me not so, not nicely because I have, I can, I'm really empathetic with people and I, I get so consumed with like, oh, I know exactly how they're feeling and these are all these things that they're dealing with and I can be so understanding that I let people behave Walk in ways. Right. And so I was really understanding yeah. with the fact she was raised Catholic. She had like, she was raised in the military. So like she had, didn't, so that kind of creating people that are raised in the military can frequently, because they move around a lot, have a hard time forming like long-term relationships you with people. You sound like a psychologist Well, I know. Right I know. Uh, I, yeah. Do you think you might maybe a little bit be a counselor for yeah. the people you date? Yes. That's true. Oh yeah. my like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. No, I, no, I know. I, yeah. I am. I know. Um, and that is something else that I do, but, so, it was to do the point. Do you think they like that, or they're... Well, you know, it's one of those things, like, I'm attracted to people, like I said, like, fixer-uppers. Uh, people that have problems, because hot I feel messes, like... Because I feel like... They're not can, necessarily hot. They not, can just be a mess. They can just, <laughs> I have standards. They better be hot messes if they're a mess. I'm not attracted to, like, unattractive messes. <laughs> I think real. I was recently... Um, <laughs> um, but in any case, let me let me finish telling the story about Karen Singh though. Um, so so to the point, like so, in our relations, a thing that I did that I like you just back, said her name. Oh, we're gonna have to totally delete <laughs> that out. Sorry, <laughs> which way? I don't even know what I should. Whatever. I'll just make up names. Okay, like Amelia Bedelia. Amelia Bedelia. So when I was dating Amelia Bedelia. Oh my god! I, oh. oh, but but let me just finish. Let me just finish. Oh so, my god. So to the point, like the thing that was really terrible looking back, and I'm like, I can't believe I did that. Was that we would go to parties with our friends. So these were all queer people, people that knew we were dating and were our friends. And she would ignore me and pretend like she did not know me. For like hours at a party with people that knew us and knew we were dating because she was so afraid of being seen in the same room with me as her girlfriend. And this is, it's not like we were like hanging out with the young Republicans. We were like hanging out with queer people that knew we were dating and she couldn't handle it. So she would ignore me and that made me feel so terrible. And yet, because I was like, well, 
you know, she's, she has all this, this family background, you know, whatever. I was like, well, you know, I totally get where she's, I can understand how she was so freaked out about this. And I was her first girlfriend. So it's like one of those things where you're someone, you're someone's first girlfriend. You kind of have to expect there's going to be some level of that shit kind of popping up, I suppose. But, but yeah, I let her do that. And then, but what happened, the terrible thing, this is how it relates to self-care in a weird way, was all that stuff, like those things, her doing that, and me just like accepting it and being like understanding about it, it led to me internalizing all these terrible feelings about myself. And it made me, I mean, it made me go crazy. Like I, I like, I, I exercise, I became like this exercise bunny where I was like at the gym six days a week for an hour. I was running. I was what else was I doing? I was doing all these things. I was, that's like when I became really hardcore, not just being vegan, but I also stopped drinking. I wasn't smoking and I wasn't doing any caffeine. So I was like completely straight edged and I was exercising six days a week. And I, in in the space of like six months, probably dropped like 30 pounds, like like an un, and probably unhealthy amount of weight in the amount of time that it was. And all because, because I had, I was like, well, the only thing I was, because I, I don't have, because I don't have, I don't have, again, I don't have self, it's kind of the, I don't have self, really self-esteem issues about my personality or my, my mental self, but all of my self-esteem issues are on Whoa, my body. And so it was man. the only thing that I was like, well, this is the only thing that I don't like about myself was my body. And so I was like hardcore about changing. Like it would somehow mean that she would get over her shit and like love me. No, it didn't happen. Whoa. Let's be real. It didn't happen. Well, that's. That's, that's yeah. interesting. And so sometimes that'll still happen to me. Like, I still can kind of, when I'm feeling, like, weird or not stable or solid in a relationship, I'll still have those urges to, like, exercise a lot and to, like, to, like, be very, very strict about my diet and to be very much, like, and to, like, to, like, get, to, like, to be very much, like, more of the mainstream idea of what is like attractive and pretty because it's one of those things that I it's the only thing that I'm like well everything else like I don't I don't feel bad about like about anything really else about me to the degree that I feel bad about like my 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 really? body yeah why it's so interesting well I like I said I used to I used to weigh like 30 pounds more than I did and I was like and I never dated anybody in high school because I was chubby and nobody really thought I was attractive yeah, it happened. I yeah, I didn't. I didn't even kiss someone until I was eighteen. Well, that's maybe something else. Don't tell people on your first date. Yeah, don't do, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um. Yeah. So don't describe a blowjob you gave <laughs> on a first date. Mm. Yeah, and maybe don't do that either. Or ever. Ever. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's ever a good time to be describing blowjobs unless you're. You know, it's like either give someone a blowjob or don't. But don't talk about other blowjobs. Oh giving. my god. Anyway. Um. But in any case. That, that's, like, that is something about me and, like, where, like, relationships tend to trigger that, that, that yeah. kind of, like, the coping mechanism in me. Actually, yeah, I think when I'm not in relationships, I tend to up that ante. When I'm not, like, when I'm not, like, I think I do the same things you're talking about, but not because I necessarily have low self-esteem. It's more like there's so much I don't have control of. There's so much I don't have control of, but I can control what I put in my body. Mm-hmm. I have that decision to make that choice. Yeah. And I can control how I perform my body. And I can control, like, if I use my body to what I feel like is a good potential. And so when I feel out of control, my tendency, it grounds me to control that. And I can get 
very, I don't know. I have to say though, just as a disclaimer, I think out of all the women I've ever met in my life, mm-hmm. I probably have the best relationship with my body because like just women's issues are so loaded. There's so many body issues and it goes mm-hmm. so deep. And I honestly think that like I have a pretty healthy relationship with my body. I don't know how that happened because Good job. High five. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think like I acknowledge that enough, you know, because yeah, like that's I awesome. Well, it wasn't, I don't think it was always that way. And like I dealt with certain, I don't know how it happened. I think it was just a certain matter matter of resiliency because my mother was not, I mean, she was awful. Like, you know, you know, in terms of like making me feel, I think in my, I think my way of rebelling was just like, whatever, I, I'm beautiful just the way I'll do what interests me. Like, and I've gone through phases where I do, I just do things like I'm not going to do it for exercise unless I think it's somewhat interesting or. I don't know, or helpful, or like med- like meditation useful, or which is why I'm a yoga. My anyway, my walls are super thin. They are. We're whispering. Creepy. Oh, it's like it's happening right in here, but it's not. But it's not. Oh my god. What is your name? What are we doing? I don't know. It's creepy. You're creepy. No. <laughs> You're creepy when you're dating. So I think that the key to dating is to put a really thick brick wall up. No. No! I have the code. Listen, this is what it is. This is what you need when you're dating. Oh, no. You need a day full of wine at the lake. You need three vodka drinks. You need to go to bed after a night of dancing and wake up and have approximately six cups of coffee combined with the Bloody Mary and the Xanax and then you need to drink wine and you're you're gonna be so centered after that yes that is that's the Lindsay's relationship for uh healthy self-care I don't even like I'm not somebody that drinks a lot and I'm not someone that does like what the hell what the hell I guess two dates in it whatever it's a lot. It's a lot to process, is all. Dating, at least you learn shit about yourself, so... It's true, shit you don't want to know. Like the skeletons in your closet. Come out and say, hey, hey girl. Hey, hey girl. girl! Like a gay boy skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. Hey girl! <laughs> Guess what I got for you? I had like an adrenaline thing. I have an adrenaline thing. I'm addicted to adrenaline, which is another thing about dating I think is why it's fucked up for me because I when I'm dating I tend to jump. I tend to just dive cliff dive in. And I don't I don't think about like the depth of the water or if there's any dangers. I just like jump in. And really what I should do is just like I should like pr- like let learn to trust people over time and like yeah, have good boundaries over time and mm-hmm. not put my eggs in one basket and like I'm totally open to like what things could look like but I I absolutely have to remember that and I I'm so bad at it I'm so bad at like remembering self-care when I when I but I don't have to be dating them I mean it could be a crush or it could be a number of things, so it's not just dating. But let's let's just, I definitely think that it is not okay to go two years without having sex. 
or seven without strap-on sex. And this is a real issue I have to address. Like, so I have to face my fears. I have to face my fears. Are you afraid of strap-on sex now? That you've been no, so no, 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 no. I have to face my fear of like dating. Okay. On a, yeah. Like I have to like, just face it. And like I have to face the rejection. I have to like get to the point where I learn how to control my boundaries more and I don't take every moment as an intimate moment like I just see it for what it is in that moment and I have to like be more okay with just the flow of things instead of like trying to make things happen and I have to just be okay with whatever it is and realize there's so many more fish in the sea though like that's the thing it's like okay like, it, but, but really, like, there's so many people out there and so many ways you can connect with them. At the end of the day, really does it matter? Really does it matter? It only matters if you let it matter. Yeah, that's true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it really all, it's one of those things that, it, it's like one of those things that it only has power of you if you give it power. Yeah. And you don't have to give it power if you don't no, want to. No, you don't, says the but, person. Yeah. But it's really easy to... It's really hard to not give it power, yes, I think is true. the way to put it. That's true. Because then you're dealing with emotions. And that, while yeah. you can control how you act, you can't yeah. control how well, you feel. Well, you know, it all has to do with the human brain. Like, you know, you know the way the human brain is set up, where we have... There's, like, three different layers of the brain. Mm-hmm. There's our, our, like, lizard brain, as it's commonly called, which is all your instincts. Like, your autonomic nervous system, I think, lives in that, too, which is what controls your breathing and your heart rate and the things that you don't have to consciously think about to keep doing. And then uh, the layer over that, which evolved next, was our emotional stuff. So that's, like, you know, anger, fear, mm-hmm. love, happiness. Those emotions that are, like, you know, they, they kind of allow a more nuanced sort of experience of life but all are somewhat connected to like instinctive things on a level and then there's our cognitive like thought processes and so I think where's your third eye and this is not in this I don't think it, it it's not in this picture this is because this is, it's about your actual biological brain it doesn't it doesn't really it isn't related to your As third you eye your this is just this is just having to do with like your brain and how it actually is like wired and functioning and so you have your instincts you have your emotions and then on top of that you have your thoughts and so I think but your instincts are always going to override your emotions and they're always going to override your thoughts and your emotions are always going to override your thoughts because they are existing in a deeper core part of your brain. There's a, actually a really good Whoa. book about that, um, which is, shit, I think it's called All About Love. Um, it's a really good book and it talks about all these things and it's really kind of interesting, but one of the things, I read it and I was really, I was like, wow, because you know my entire life has been trying to get my cognitive brain to like, override my emotions and to override my instincts and it's been basically a failure i mean for the most part it's been a total failure because you cannot override your instincts and you can't override your emotions with thoughts like there's just no way to really go and do that okay so that's why dating is so fucked up because you're constantly trying to rationalize things that you cannot rationalize you cannot rationalize yeah it's true that is true heavy megan right right pause yeah and do that. Okay, so that's why dating is so fucked up because you're constantly trying to rationalize things that you cannot rationalize. You cannot rationalize. Yeah, it's Whoa. true. That is that's true. heavy, Megan. Right? Right. I have to pee. And.
And on that note, we're going to conclude this podcast um, on our skeletons in the closet the emerge that emerge from dating. Uh, hope to well, hope to entertain you or make you think or something on the next podcast and take care until you listen to it. Um, all right, peace out. Oh, there's the microphone. A little bit different. It's like it's just another way of explaining the universe.